check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the McAvoy Super Value Virginia Intermediate Football Championship, which gets underway this weekend. Kicking off or throwing in tonight with Corner Fane taking on Ballon McHugh out in Mullahorn at 745 and to look ahead to all the action, I'm joined by the sports editor of the Anglo Celt. And in looking at the action, we're going to preview the championship as a whole, who we think is going to win the championship and who are going to be the, the final eight within the uh, 14 teams that compete from this weekend on. Um, we'll also hear from Gary O'Rourke from Ballyhays, who was obviously beaten in last year's final, although Gary didn't play in the final, and last year's junior champions, Ushin Kiernan, uh, we'll hear from the Den camp as well. Um, so a lot to pack into a show, Paul. We'll we'll try and get straight at it. But we were saying over on the Die Hards podcast when we were previewing the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship, how excited we were. I went down to Bombay on Wednesday night. And although I was inside, I could see and, and hear the buzz and the hum around the place. People are just loving the club championships and, and they're back in, in almost in full flow because the senior kicks off next weekend. But there's there's just something really special about them. And I think this weekend there's a few mouthwatering intermediate clashes there um that people will 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 flock to in their droves. Yeah, I agree, Damien. I think the intermediate is always the the closest championship generally is always the closest championship and I think that's going to be the way again this year because I I think we can definitely narrow it down to a maximum of five teams in the senior the the winner can't come out of anyone other than, than those five in my opinion and in the junior I think it's probably three that the winner is going to come from intermediate though it's, it's who knows like there's there's you can make a case for a lot of teams in intermediate you can make a case for Strong case for Bally Hayes. You can make a strong case for Coo Hollins, Casaran, Shercock. People, some people will, will fancy Beltorbit to, to grind their way a long way in the competition. Templeport, like they showed last year, how strong they can be. Um, who else is in the mix there? Then, like if, if they could get their act together. Corner Fane have brought, brought, assembled their best team in probably 20 years. So, as always, the intermediate is is incredibly tight throw a blanket over them as they say in horse racing it's going to be very very hard to call this championship I'm particularly looking forward to see how this one plays out I didn't even yeah. mention Billyborough there like who were who okay lost the form in the league but like were a breath of fresh air last year yeah and all of the teams that you didn't mention can now pin this first two minutes of the podcast up and say oh you didn't even count us <laughs> yeah, good. who played Division 1 football didn't get it Killacare could Hill could Hill play Kill Division Kill 1 as well Kilachandra Kilachandra who's yeah. left yeah. Did I forget anybody? <laughs> I tell you, you wouldn't to to win it out. You could possibly rule out a couple of teams to to beat any team in it. I honestly don't think you can rule out anyone. I think I think every team that's in it is capable on a good day of beating everyone else. Which you, I don't think you can say say that in senior. No, uh, I think it's unlikely. Like 
you know, let's say, for example, in senior, would could Motorhorn beat Rammer or Gauna? Based on last year, probably not. Could Buttersbridge beat um, Cavan Gales or Gauna or something like that? Probably not. Like everything would have to go right. Whereas I, th- I think in the intermediate, uh, you know, could could click for Jim Goon and they could could they take the scalp of Bally Hayes? Probably could. Like it's more feasible. So mm. I think it's it's a really really close championship. This one. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree. And and yet, what will happen? And you can be sure of it is there will be outliers at top and bottom. There'll be somebody who you go, oh, Jesus, they haven't won a game. They've three games played and they've lost all three. Jeez, very surprised at that. It's going to it's going to happen. It may be luck of the draw. It may be luck of injuries or, or lack of luck in terms of injuries, stuff like that. But something will happen. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll harp on every year I roll this out. This is the best form of a, of a championship. The four games group stage where you don't know who you're playing there is a there's an element of luck involved in it but there's also then you get to your quarterfinal semi-final final there's 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 element of championship from the dot in this so i think it gets loads of football each team is guaranteed three games minimum in the intermediate i think are they guaranteed four because you've or sorry guaranteed four games maybe five because you have relegation playoffs as well so um there's a lot of football to be played between now and what is it? Second week in September when when you get into your quarterfinals. So, um... Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over fifty years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Let's dive straight into it. So first game is Cornerfane taking on Ballon McHugh. It's in Mullahorn at 745 this evening, Barry McMenamin was the referee. Um, Barry McHugh hot off their, their relegation playoff with Drumgoon and the energy and the excitement of that. It felt like a final when the final whistle went and they stayed in Division 2. They were There was a lot of celebrations on pitch immediately after the game. So um, Barry McHugh kind of on the crest of a wave um, in terms of... You, you think when you're in a relegation playoff that there's no wave, that you're not going to get any positives from it. But bar a league final and maybe even more so than a league final, a league relegation playoff is as good a preparation as you'll get for championship pace ahead. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's 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 a very it's very close to a championship game. Like in in some ways it's nearly up there with a league final. I know there's no cup at the end of it, but like teams really want to preserve that status when it comes to it. So sometimes you get to a league final you're in bonus territory and if you win it great and if you don't win it well you've Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Whereas with, with a relegation playoff, I think there's a lot on the line there. So that's and to get two games as well will really stand to them. I I imagine. I was looking through Bally McHugh's league results, and a couple of things jumped out for me. Um, they finished the league very poorly. Like they were in great shape after a few rounds. They they lost the first day alright to to Cahullin. So then they beat Bathorbet, they beat Lavi, they drew at Cornerfane. They they ran up right close. They lost a couple of games and then got back on the horse and beat Shercock. 
And then they just collapsed. And I know they had injuries. They lost the last five league games. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I noticed with them was there was there was three games this year where they put up a very paltry score. They scored one one against Collins in the first round, uh, which is yeah, unheard of. Desperate, like two scores. Yeah, two scores. They they scored four points against Drumlane, mm-hmm. uh, which is dreadful as well. And they scored one four against Bailiwer. So. There's three days there, so we're seeing a wide enough sample there. The, the Ballymacue attack can mal, attack can malfunction there. Now I know they would have been missing Peter Devine and Shane Tyne and players like that at different times in the league during the league, and so you can make some excuses for that. But definitely, there's a lack of consistency there that their their performances just fell off a cliff. Whereas Corner Fane have been have been quite consistent um, throughout. I finished second in that in that table. Finished fourth. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm looking finish at the yeah. yeah, finish fourth. Yeah, they 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 pipped Butler's bridge on score difference and Lavi on score difference to to make fourth position, um, in it. So look, they were they were in good shape. Corner fit. The only thing I will say on Ballymacue is it wasn't one or two injuries. At one stage, they were down to for genuine injury reasons, down to having thirteen and fourteen at training sessions. So, um. And they still haven't quite got everybody fully back, but they're definitely getting back. And with, with Shane Tynan, Peter Devine, uh, Killian Smith in the forward line, all contributing, Dylan Kiernan coming off the bench, Liam Buchanan controlling midfield, and then uh, uh, an honest defence. Ballymacue at their best are a good side, but take away three or four players and all of a sudden they can be very weak. And it's it it's just keeping their best players on the field all the time. But I think what Ballymacue have added is that that pace and agility that Divine and Tynan are bringing to them. Tynan scored, I think, two goals and eleven points in the two relegation playoff games. You know, over over two hours of football. That's that's really good score for an eighteen year old. Um, who had his injury woes earlier on in the year. He came back from a, a shoulder operation. So he's he's still only getting up to the top of his game. But his consistency in free-taking and consistency in open play in what he can contribute and his goal-scoring threat, he's got a bit more physically powerful than he was last year. Um, I think that that's a huge plus for them. And they're busy there with, with Peter Devine. Peter, Peter Devine, I think, last year had a really good championship for... McHugh, he looked good, but he's brought his game to another level where like Jungoon targeted him, did not want him to to control the game, and he still managed to have a massive impact. You know, you, you can make the argument that Devine was was the best player on the field um in, in the second game, even though Shane Tyne finished with one six. So it's it it's one of those things I think McHugh are better um are better now than they were during the league, significantly better. But Cornerfane, I think Cornerfane are going to look back on last year's championship and say, we mistimed our run. If you remember, they started off the championship with a plum. They beat, who did they beat? Pepperport. Pepperport by 18 points or something massive anyway, or 12 points. And it was a complete shock. And then they won the next game by six and... They, they, you could, you could graph a chart that just showed their their trajectory going downwards, um, in terms of their performance. And their worst performance of the year was the quarterfinal against Kilachandra. Like, I remember 
previewing that game and saying, no, Corner Fianna are going to win this game. They're, they're in a better place than Kilishandra are. But mm. Kilishandra's experience got them over the line that day. And also the amount of missed chances that Corner Fianna had. Like, I don't, I think it was the, 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 the highest missed opportunity throughout the championship that I had recorded. So Corner Fianna, though, got, got wintered, got themselves ready to go again and had a real gallop at that Division 2 league, which was a, a, a mad, mad league. But they only lost four games. No team lost less games than Corner Fane in that division. So I, for that reason, I think I'm going to be tipping Corner Fane to win this game. In fact, I, I am going to be tipping Corner Fane to win this game. And I think I'm going to tip Corner Fane to make a quarterfinal. Now, they're, they're one of those teams that if the draw went completely against them, they mightn't make a quarterfinal. Um, you know, do I see them beating a Bally Hayes and a Hollands or a Shercock or a you know Casseran. I don't think they could be three teams or two teams like that together. They might take a scalp against one. But um I just for that reason I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on them making the quarterfinal, but they are going to get one of my eight spots. Um for Bally McHugh, the fact that if they lost one or two or three players through injury, which does seem to happen with this Bally McHugh side I'm not going to tip them to make a quarterfinal. I think that they'll need a little bit of luck on their side to get to that quarterfinal stage. Um, and they got that little bit of luck last year, if you remember. It came down to the final game, I think, to get them into the quarterfinals. Um, now, they put in a, a credible display in the quarterfinal, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tip it just for the simple reason that they were the bottom end of Division 2 in the league. Um, they, they may need everything to go their way to, to make that final eight. Yeah, I I I think Bally, or uh, Corner Fan's going to make the quarterfinals. First thing, put me down for for the Reds into the quarterfinals. Damien, okay. um, I'm tipping them to win this game as well. I think only only Crushala and fairness Crushala only had twelve games to do it, but only Crushala in Division One and uh, Marnugent in Division Three scored more than Corner Fan scored in the league, which is which is phenomenal, really, and. I was talking about the, the times that Bally McHugh's attack misfired and they put up four points, one, one, things like that. The lowest score that Corner Fame put up in the whole league was 12 points, interestingly, against Bally McHugh and one, nine against Arva <clears throat> in the league. So even on a bad day, they, they never dipped below 12 points. And if you look at what they were scoring in other games, 216, 112, 15 points, 213, 217, 515, 216, 115. And Corner Fame were a team that traditionally over the last few years, we we always said they're reliant on Barry Doyle for a lot of scores, and you've made the mm-hmm. point a few times on the pod that other players have, have are doing the heavy lifting on the scoring end. Now, they were never a team that you would have associated as free scorer, and I would have seen them as a as a dogged team, a hard working team, more so than a free scoring team. But that's definitely what they are now. Um, the spine of the team is obviously the three Wharton brothers who are outstanding. Mark Johnston at six as well, strong as an ox, um, good goalie there, and Emmett Martin, and loads of of. Uh, Young energetic forwards like Jack Trainer wasn't playing the last day against Arva, but like he's one of their go-to forwards. Peter Doyle as well, um, likes of Cormac Cullen, uh, Peter Hogan coming in there. I think they're they've an awful lot going for them. So I I think Corner Fan are one of those teams that will be looking and saying we can definitely go one step further at least than we went last year. Like they had a very bad year in twenty twenty, but if you look back on it, they got a really tough draw that year. Like I think in in twenty twenty they actually played played um. Paddy McHugh in the first round that year, and that was probably the one that that cost them. They were they got them on a, off on a bad note. They lost two seven to ten, so that's the last time they played in the championship. I think I don't think they played last year. <clears throat> but then they drew uh, 
could call in Stromlein and Ballyhays. So tight. Tough. Like that was probably the three best teams or close enough to the three best teams in the competition in, in at the time. So um they bottomed out that time, came back then and have really picked it up. And they're a different team than they were two years ago. So I, I, I like to look at the Reds. I think they're gonna they're gonna make a big impact in this championship. Bally McHugh. <clears throat> yeah, I have Bally McHugh making a quarter as well. Um yeah. Same same thing. I, I think that with, with everyone. Yeah. Uh, I like Mark Cairn in there, for example, he's probably a really underrated player, like phenomenally good forward, physically very strong, brilliant in the air, great kicker of the ball. Obviously Shane Tynan and Peter Devine, anyone watching football knows those two those two exciting young forwards. Liam Buchanan there as well, like he's still probably good enough to be on that cabin panel. Uh, so you know they're they're better than than thirteenth in Division Two would suggest. So I think yeah, I think we'd see Bally McHugh maybe with a bit of momentum. I think that's a tough draw they've got tonight. They could have got easier draws probably, but they'll, not they'll, much though. Like not, like, not like you made the point earlier on, there, there's very very little between the sides. For me, there may be two outliers in 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 the intermediate that teams might be looking and saying, yeah, there's our there's our chance now to pick up a point or pick up a couple of points in it, but. Um, there's not, there's nothing really between probably eight of the teams in this division, you know. And then you have, I think you have four, like you said, that that could be slightly ahead. Yeah, that's it. Okay, um, right. We're both going for Cornerfane to win. You have Ballymacu to make a quarter final. I don't. We both have Cornerfane to make the quarter final. Second game then is Saturday afternoon or Saturday early evening. It's in St. Bridget's Park, which is in Knockbride. And it's Shercock uh, taking on Drumgoon. Referee is Martin Sexton. Um, interesting one here. Shercock. Shercock. I, I, I just think that there's, there's going to be... The age profile of this Shercock team says to me that they're going to be looking at this intermediate and saying, right, you know, we've got a chance to get some more silverware into the club before we finish up here in whatever that is, probably three, four, five years time, let's go and 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 win an intermediate because we'll not get a better chance than we have it this year. So, you know, for most people, Ballyhays are in the top end of it, favourites or or second favourites. And Shercock, no, they've beaten them in the county final. They'll they'll be looking at this and saying, yeah, we've got a, a great opportunity. Now the worrying thing for Shercock is their league campaign was was 50-50 at best. Um, six wins, six losses and a draw. Um, not really lighting it up in terms of their attack. Um, you know, finishing with 178. So they were the, the third lowest or fourth lowest scoring team in Division 2. So I think that Shercock will be kind of, they, they need everybody going well. Well, when I think about the Shercock team and I think of the McIntyres and the Clerkins and Brian Sankey and Killian Clark and Sean Clark and Owen Morrissey, there's enough quality in that. And I think what they showed in senior over the last few years was it didn't matter who was over them. They have a system that they're going to play and they implement that system really well. It's it's 12 to 13 players behind the ball, two players as outliers to link up the play when they go into attack and it's a fast break with big, strong, physical, hard runs from 45 metres all the way up to the scoring zone. And they have it executed really, really well. Like If you remember last year on the podcast, I think it was last year we were previewing them and Rammer for the second year and we were saying how Rammer struggled 
with them in year one and up in Killing Care. Year two, they got the grips with it a little bit better, but still didn't hammer Shercock. They didn't completely destroy them, but maybe won it more comfortably. Shercock know what they're about. I don't see them changing their system, even though Andy McGovern will, will come in. Um, I'd imagine that they'll, they'll, along with, or Andy would have identified, this works for these guys. And if it's been working at senior, then there's no reason it won't work at intermediate. We'll stay with it. We'll try to just enhance it ever so slightly. But like, if you remember going into that league or that championship relegation playoff, we were saying, look at Lacken are, are going to be beaten because Shercock have put in better performances in the championship so far than Lacken. But Shercock kept their worst performance of maybe a few years for that relegation playoff against Lacken. Um, so for for me, I I have, I have strong love for Shercock in this championship. I think they're going to make at minimum a semi final and maybe a final, and maybe even win it. Whoa! I, 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 big big talk here. <laughs> oh no, I differ with you now. No offense to Shercock, but I I wouldn't rate them as highly as that now. Really? Yeah, I, no. I they're, they're in my top four and. And the more I'm hearing of what's going on in other clubs, they could be they could be second or third um, in my ranking. She's yeah. Look, I I think I do maybe tend to underrate them. I I happened to cover Shercock a few times in in the last few years, and I thought they weren't fit enough for senior when they first went up to senior. That was the impression I got from them that they, they just overall they didn't look that fit, and maybe that was why they were playing that system. Um, they probably kind of had they had to have lots of defensive cover. Um, now last year they were they were better, and it was it was a fortune. Like the the only one <clears throat> when they were up to senior, they only won one one group match out of sixteen in the four years. Mm. So like the worst, there's no point denying it. They were struggling in senior, they were hanging in there. But last year, ironically, was their best year. Like they lost by a point to, to Kingscourt, they lost by five points in the end to Rammer, but gave them a very good game. They lost by two to Lavi, and Garen bet them by a couple of goals. And then I remember having a big bet on on them to beat to beat uh, Lacken. I was full sure they'd beat Lacken, especially when I heard Raymond Gallagher was injured and they just played really poorly that day. And that was a that was an awful game. It was a dreadful game. It was in Lacken as well. And and Lacken bet them with two points. So they were very competitive in all their games last year, and that was the game where they end up going down. Um yeah, I think they're I think they're gonna be equally as competitive at intermediate, but I still don't think I don't know if they're gonna actually go on and, and win it or make the last stages. It's hard to call it. Like you would have probably liked to see them doing a little bit more in the league. Killian Clark, obviously back in there, is just just a monster player at, at that level. But uh, yeah, do I have them on my list for the? I do. I have them on my list for quarterfinals. All right. Um, but that's 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 as far as you see them. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd team. say so. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it is now. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. Well, will it will it be to be against from Goon? I think. Uh, so we're going to beat Sherbrooke by a point in the league. This is going to be another close game, I'd imagine. Um, the Battle of the Brothers. Stephen McGovern against Andy McGovern. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good angle to it. Right. I hadn't thought of that. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to tip Sherbrooke to win this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to tip Sherbrooke to win the game as well. Um, I, I On Drumgoon, I think Drumgoon have... The unfortunate thing probably for Drumgoon is they are reliant on Keith Fannin. And I mean that with the absolute utmost respect, but Keith Fannin turns 40 this year. Um, 
I, I'm ninety percent sure. I think he he he'll contact me if I'm wrong, but he turns. I think he turns <laughs> what what have, what have I told you about reading out lads' ages? <laughs> it's a dangerous game. But he's but he's playing like a thirty year old. Like he's he's he was brilliant in this in the relegation playoff replay. Um, you know, Ballymacu couldn't handle him. Where it it had got to the point that literally the, the Ballymacu supporters were saying, "Well, somebody grab that boy, <laughs> just just hold on to him, just stop him." But he he was kicking points right foot, left foot, didn't matter. He he showed his quality. But for a team at intermediate level to be relying on him or somebody of that age to to dominate their scoring, I think is is something that needs correcting. Now, mm. Connor Mina comes back in first relegation playoff. I thought he had a great game. Second game. The replay game, I didn't think he affected it as much. Killian Mina probably affected it more. I thought he had a really good game. He was out around that middle toward of the field. But for me, Drumgoon are still just lacking something. And I don't know what it is exactly. Like I don't know how they fully replaced Mickey McDonald in the middle of the field, who, you know, just his presence alone meant you had to avoid him on kickouts and Drumgoon always had an outlet on the kickout. Now on, on kickouts, Drumgoon have an excellent keeper in Corey Smith. He can he can drive it to the far forty five or very very close to it. He can ping it, you know, short to twenty five thirty meters out. Um, I think he's a huge asset. Now he does tend to go to one particular patch in the field more often than not, but has the ability to vary it. He's a good shot stopper. He pulled off a really good save off Connor Mina in that replay. Um and and I think he's a huge asset there. But like even the fluctuation in the drum goon team between the two games, Donald Keepock missed the first game and then came back. Dean Carroll didn't start the first game, started the second. Um uh, Shane Smith there um started the first, didn't start the second game. The, they don't know their best team yet, I don't think, or maybe there's injury issues or something going on there. But I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced on Drum Goon. I think last year they saved their best performance for the final game. Was that a relegation playoff or or last group stage game? And they they stayed in intermediate as a result of it. I can't just remember who it was, but I had them tipped to lose that game and and they came out and win it or won it. Um, so there, there's always a kick available in Drumgoon. I just don't know if there's four kicks in them to go and, and, and make a, a quarterfinal or, or progress even further than that. I think Shercock will get the better of them um, this weekend. Not by a lot. Shercock don't blow teams out of the water. They're not going to win it by five, six points. If they win it, it'll be by two or three at most. Um, but losing that first one then, losing the the relegation playoff, all of a sudden it's negative momentum and it's very, very hard to turn that around. So, um, unfortunately, I don't see Drumgoon making the quarterfinals. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I don't, have, I don't have them in my quarterfinals either. We might have the same age. We'll have to see at the end now. No, we definitely don't. You have Ballon McEwen. Oh, sorry. Okay. I don't. So, Kilisandra are taking on Den, uh, 5pm in Ballon, yeah. Um Kilisandra have had a horrible league. There's no no point in stating it. And other than that, they 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 would have been one of my favourites to get out of the division. I personally thought that Templeport and Kilishandra were the two teams that would come out of Division Three, and instead they end up, I think, finished in seventh position on the table. Um, they're down a lot of bodies, and I'm hearing that Declan McKiernan is away for the first two or maybe three games of the championship. 
Um, so that's that's another big blow to them. Dara Tai has an injury. Paddy King is gone. Killian O'Reilly's not there. Um, I haven't seen uh, Tomas O'Reilly's name a lot throughout the league. So, you know, where he's available. Um, there's another name missing, gone traveling. Aaron um, Brady, isn't it? Could, yeah, could be. Aaron Brady, I think it is, is gone traveling as well. This Kilishandra team is decimated from the team that made the semi final last year. And um, I think I think this is going to be a tough championship campaign for Kilishandra. I I definitely don't see them making a quarter final. Um, and in fact, if I'm being honest, I think they're going to struggle to stay in intermediate. I think that they're one of the teams that everybody will be looking at and saying, "Yeah, there's there's the team we want." They had a change over in management midway through season, which isn't ideal either. So, I think that they they may struggle in this division. Mm. Yeah, no, they're they're one of the lowest scoring teams in the county as well, um, this year, and and they've never, even when they were strong, they've never been a team over the last ten twelve years that's had devastating forwards. Like they always got a lot of their scores came from the middle part of the field. They, they were up like you'd Shane O'Reilly would kick a lot of frees. Um, Tomas Reilly would get through with a point or two. Daniel Luby get a couple of points, and Declan McKernan would always chip in with a lot. But they never really had that, you know inside forward that would scare the life out of defenders and if anything it seems that their attack is even blunter now so it, it's unfortunate it just seems to be a perfect storm for Kilishanda this year but they are a team that can lift it for the championship traditionally they've been a good championship team um, it's not too long ago they were in a senior championship semi-final and, and were very competitive as well 2015 is it? yeah 14 or 15 yeah 15 I think you're right Seven um, years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, that's full seven years of lifetime of football. But there'll be a lot of the same players, like, um, but does so, that show the problem? They haven't it, brought through a lot, yeah. It seems to be, yeah, it seems it seems to be the issue. So it's it's unfortunate. Um, I agree with you, I definitely don't see Kilishandra. Um, I don't see Kilishandra getting out of that, getting out of the group stage this year. So, um, can they be good to beat then? They could beat then, yeah. They, and and if I suppose if they beat then, a lot depends on the draw. But if they were to get another winnable game, they could find themselves in a quarter final. But then it's probably as good a draw as they could have hoped for. And nobody would have been saying that three months ago, because then were the name on everyone's lips. We're absolutely cruising over the winter, winter and all that. But then I think then have been on the go now for a couple of years. Like mm-hmm. in fairness, you know, but with their with their final being called off in in. September 2020 or whatever it was um, way back yeah, it, it, dra- it dragged right over and they were probably t- tipping along um, where they could train and through the lockdowns or whatever and then they were back and then then they went into played that final against Tampa Poor, lost it kept training straight into the junior championship won it straight into Ulster and that dragged over right into the new year Like so you were never really off the clock uh, so there's bound to be a hangover after that They've also lost players like Mossy Core. Like it's only last what are we on now? August. Like it's only last December where Mossy delivered one of the all time great final performances mm. in, in that level of football. It was he was immense in, in that final against Dernings. Dernings are after getting promoted to Division One in, in Donegal. They got a last minute winner, saw it on Twitter last week. So it's amazing that, that the teams have gone in opposite directions. Beanie Gaffney as well, their inspirational captain, is is gone to, to New Zealand. So I don't see either team making a splash but I think then we are above Kilishandra at the same time I think they still they still have 
those few scoring forwards like like Ted and and Ben and Kevin Kyogen and and uh, Sean Donahue players yeah and that counts for a lot so I I give Den a chance of making the quarters. Uh, make your eight. Do you know what? Yeah, but who am I going to drop? Yeah. Well, I'll 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 let you think for a second because I I don't have Den in my top eight. I, I'm think... gonna I'm gonna drop Bally McHugh and I'm gonna put Den in. That's a big call. Yeah, because Bally, Bally McHugh. I'm tipping corner fan to beat <clears throat> Bally McHugh, and I'm tipping Den to beat Kilashandra. So it uh, could start as half the battle, isn't it? Yeah, by the end of the weekend, Den will have more chance of making the quarters for me. So I'm gonna go with with Den actually to make okay. the quarters. Okay. I I don't see Den making the quarters, although you know to get a good start. Um, and there are teams out there in this in this division that that if Den drew them for me, there's there's two or three teams left in it that they'd be saying, yeah, we we could beat them, and there's no there's no doubting they could beat two or three other teams in the division. But I didn't give them a quarterfinal spot. Um, I just think that that. Losing either um, the, the the captain Beanie or Mossy, either of those would be a big loss. Losing the two of them, I think, is a massive loss. Yeah. Um, you know, manager change in midway through season after a managerial change in the winter, I think, is is difficult. Um, and I think just even the loss of the relegation playoff again makes it makes it difficult with momentum. Now, I do think that the draw has favoured them. Um, I expect them to get over the line against Kilishandra. I think that they'll um, they they should have enough. Although Kilishandra, some of their best performances over the last few years have come in Balanya. It's a pitch that for some reason seems to suit them. So I wouldn't um, I wouldn't say that this is a gimme. To me, this is the game that both sides would have fancied in the first round. And but I do think Den will just get ahead of them. But I don't see Den making a quarter final, even though they have that firepower um, and then Oshin Kiernan um, operating and Kaelon McCabe in as well as another big addition. Mm. I understand Connor O'Reilly is back now and he's training away. So, But coming so late back into the scene, can he have a real impact? I suppose he, he, he's done it in the past already, so maybe he can do it again. But um, yeah, then I wouldn't fall off my seat if they made a quarterfinal, but they haven't made my final eight. Donahue dismisses Den's chances. <laughs> Headline. That- Definitely going to be stuck on the wall of the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, but by who? <laughs> um, okay, we'll move on. Beltorbet are taking on Ballyhays in Max McGrath Park. That's in Red Hills. Saturday evening at 7 o'clock. Pat Clark is the referee. Beltorbet, um, low score in Beltorbet, reliant on Endo Henry to guess. It's not an exaggeration to say he gets 80% of their scores. Um. So, but Ballyhays high flying. It's hard not to tip Ballyhays in this game, even though there's strong rumours that Kevin Tierney may not be playing this weekend, and that Darren Riley also might be out with an injury. So, they're two big players for Ballyhays, but I think they've the strength in the squad to to handle that and still get over Bill Torbett. Well, you're you're looking at realistically, you're looking at. I think one of the best attacks in the county, certainly in the top 10 attacks, uh, probably above that, in fairness, probably in the top eight attacks in the whole county, and they're playing intermediate against 
on paper the best defence in the county in the, in the all county league. I know it was in Division Two, but Baltorbet had the meanest defence of all. Bar Templeport, sorry, in Division Three, but they were certainly uh, at a higher at a lower level than they should have been operating at. So brilliant, but so this is what makes this game interesting. Now at the other end of the field, you have to imagine if if Bally Hayes can stop end Henry, you you do sort of stop Baltorbet because he. In the thirteen games in in Division Two, they scored one hundred and sixty three points, which is which is very low. Like the the only two teams who scored less than them in the whole division were were the two bottom teams, Ballymacue and Den. So that that'll tell you if, if they could f- find a way of getting more scores, they'd be a very dangerous team because their defense is so is so tight. I know they they play a lot of bodies back, and that sort of is a reason why why they're they're um, conceding so little, but also scoring so little. I think Ballyhays have as good a chance as anyone of stopping Henry, and if they do that, I think Ballyhays win the game. I think even this, even this Beltorbe defence, it's going to be hard to hold all these Ballyhays lads. I don't think Ballyhays have as good a chance as anybody of stopping end Henry. I'm not the one question I have on Ballyhays is their defence. I'm not convinced on their defence. I think their their attack is sublime. I think they're very strong in the middle of the field, but if you can break even in the middle of the field. And get attacked. I'm still not convinced on this Ballyhays defence. If there is a weakness, that's where it is. Um, so I, I I don't agree with the statement that they have as good a chance as anyone of stopping Enda Henry. I think there's far better defences out there than Ballyhays. But I do think that their midfield, David Brady is just, he's playing the type of football that, you know, the likes of me and you, well, I'm going to drag you into this, the likes of me yeah. and you could only dream of playing. He really. Why, why, why are you dragging me into that? <laughs> why do you want to go into that? <laughs> um, no, he's 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 playing really really good football, and he's settled back into the middle of the field. Um, it's it, it, it's funny that he's look. He just looks so comfortable catching ball. Like he's he's a monster of a man. What he must be like fourteen foot eight. You know, he's <laughs> he's huge. He's huge, but he, he's not just that. He's physically very strong. He's got a nice level of aggression to his game. Um, you know, he's and and I seen him in the league game against Killigarry, and I think I talked about this on the podcast. But he he took a shot from all of fifty meters out, outside of the right boot, and the only thing that was wrong was that he was actually too close to the goal because it curled maybe ten meters behind the line and and curled in. To, to what would have been over the bar. So at, at 55, 60 metres, he's able to kick the scores. You know, that, and I think in in Red Hills, that's worth a huge amount. But Torber can set up as defensively as they want. It's a narrow pitch. And when you see the 45 metre line, you think, well, you know, sideline 45 metre is is not kickable. It's very kickable for somebody like David Brady and probably a lot more on that Ballyhays team. So um, the, the, the only thing is that with Beltorbet, the counter attack is a whole lot easier for them in Red Hills. I I, I think the venue probably suits Beltor, but a little yeah. that they can they, they they will try to isolate Enda Henry in a one on one, and they will get the ball to Enda Henry quicker than they ordinarily do because the there's not that much space. But I think Damien Keane is a smart manager. He's just going to use that space and maybe hold one or two because he doesn't want everybody bombing forward and crowding an already congested uh, Beltorba defence. So I, I, I think Damien Keane and, and Kieran Owens, who are both doing a, a very good job there, they'll have the, the tactical awareness 
to get the better of Biltorbid at the weekend. Um, but it may take doubling up on end of Henry and maybe even kind of tripling up into zonal patches, something like that to stop Henry from, from running amok on them. The other thing that they have to be really, really cute on in this one is, were you down in Bombay, is it four years ago, three, four years ago, when Ballyhiz and, and Beltorbet went yeah. to absolute war? Mm. And Beltorbet will look at that game, remember that game and say, yeah, we, we bring this to a dog fight. We've got a chance, you know, so... The, the referee, Pat Clark, is going to have his work cut out in this one, I'd imagine. This is going to be physical because Ballyhays are huge. They have a lot of big, physical, strong men who 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 won't be backing down from the situation. So this this could be fireworks. There could be a lot of fireworks in this game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. There's actually going to be a live commentary thanks to Romar Energy on this one. So tune in to We Are Cavan later on tonight. There'll be a, a link put out on our social media on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So tune into it. But um, yeah, I, I think that this could be, it could be an interesting game, but I expect Ballyhays to make it through. I'm putting me cards on the table now. Ballyhays are my favourites to win the Intermediate Championship. Um, I think that they, they have the firepower, as you said, Top eight is a definite for me in the county in terms of their attack when they've everybody available. Maybe even higher. I, mm, like, I think probably are higher, maybe, yeah. Down at Crushalock, Cavan, Gales, well, Grove McKiernan. Um, I think Kiligary, you'd have to say Kiligary are up there too in the top best attacks. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You, no? You'd have to say in potential they could be, but there's nothing to say that they are. Well, I mean, you could you could argue that, but you could also argue that if Ballyhay's attack is so good, fire have they been intermediate for the last six or seven years? Like, that's true. You definitely could. You could make plenty of argument on it. Yeah, no, I I agree. But I, I don't you be don't you be picking on Killigary, Damien? <laughs> you know, Killigary are my pet team. I've been I've been tipping them to win for matches for the last five or six years, and they keep losing by a point. So I'm not giving giving up on them yet. Yeah. Although if they're that good of a tact, you wouldn't be losing games. <laughs> like, you couldn't make the argument. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll be on Gary next week, so we will. The, uh, the, no, for, for, for me, Bally Hayes, I think attack-wise, I think you made the statement actually a few years ago, and it still carries true. They have uh, a senior style, a senior-like uh, attack, but a junior-like defence. And I, yeah. I, that's still very <clears throat> true. I, I think Sean McCormick's a big loss out of that, out of that back line. It gave them... I know they were playing him in different positions, but he, he was always an option to go in there and short things up at the back. But Darren Riley's excellent. Gary O'Rourke yeah. is, is top class goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Egon Waters as well he covers the ground brilliantly. And Aaron Watson, I think, is a very good defender. Um, after that, you've got Desmond Riley and Patrick Teven, who are good as well. But as a unit, they probably are just maybe lacking something. But I don't think the defence is what has cost them at the same time in intermediate in the last couple of years. Like, I don't think the defence cost them last year against the bridge. I thought they messed up on the line. Yeah. I thought they, they messed up on the line and left Fintan O'Reilly free in that game, more or less. And not a defensive error, though. Well, I thought it was more of a management error. Um, if they had to put someone like even Marcus Duffy out on Fintan at the time, I thought they probably would have won that game last year. Like They only lost it by a point. Um, mm-hmm. I know they were playing David Brady at six. But anyway, yeah, we're, we're both tipping Valley Hayes to win this one. It's probably not a bad time to hear from Gary and, and Ushin, actually, Damien, now that we think of it. Yeah, actually, sorry, we'll jump into to the interviews with the pair of boys. Joined by Ushin Kiernan here at the McAvoy Supervalue uh, Intermediate Championship launch, winning last year's junior Ulster title and, and the Cavan title, obviously, left uh, a, a bit of a lull because 
the league hasn't gone really well for, for Den this year's resulted in, in relegation but championships where it's all at does he? Yeah definitely um, during the league look we weren't we were depleted just unfortunate with injuries and our captain Beanie Gaffney everyone knows him from last year his speech and leadership like he's gone away to New Zealand and you've boys injured the whole year and a couple of boys in with the county too just depleted but um Look, we did, we did, we put up some good uh, performances in the league. Like, wasn't for the want of trying, we lost by a couple of points here and there and drew with teams. But at the end of the day, it is a fourteen game like season. So, um, but look, championships a different gravy, and hopefully we go out on Saturday. And if you get one win on the board, it's just a snowball effect. After that, if you win one, hopefully go on the next day and win again. So that's what we're hoping to do anyway. Take one game at a time. I suppose you look over the last couple of years, you were in the junior final the year before, which was played last year, but you've gone a, a couple of years winning a lot of championship games, so building on that experience will, will be necessary for you to get a, a good run in this intermediate. Yeah, definitely. I suppose the loss against Templeport the first day, we learnt a lot from that and brought it into um, the second junior championship that we did play and we ended up winning that, but I suppose... We have a lot of learnings from last year, both winning and losing big games, finals, and a lot of drawn games too we can bring into this intermediate. Um, so yeah, good experiences that we can bring in here now. Looking at last year, obviously Stephen Baxter stepped away as as, as manager and y- your players that you, you were talking about, the few missing from it that, that stepped away or through injury and that. it It's very, very hard to kind of keep a ship steady when, when all that turbulence is going on around you, but at a point then it, it has to steady up and, and it's going to have to happen fast because it's going to be a very competitive championship yeah definitely we were just saying there we were talking out in the stand with all the boys and we were just saying it's an open championship like anyone could beat anyone on the day like even in the league we were playing teams that are top of the table losing by a pint and you'd be playing a mid team or mid table team and you get bet by seven or eight so it's it's a weird one kind of but um Look, I suppose, as I said, if you get off to a winning start, that's what it's about, and just keep the momentum going, because at the end of the day, it is a it is a tight championship, and anyone can beat anyone on their day. Looking at it, it's, it overall, it's a relatively young Den team, but how important is it to, to, I suppose, cement your status at intermediate for another year? Yeah, definitely. It was, it, it was a long, definitely a long two years um, of very hard work like to try and get up, so we definitely don't want to waste them them two years of hard work just go straight back down but we are I know we did get relegated but we are in a strong place now like a lot of boys that were injured and a lot of boys that wore away are back now and did play the last day so we have kind of a few weeks underneath our belts with everyone playing with each other back again so it is looking up so just hopefully we can do the business on Saturday Who's the players we, we need to watch out for? Any new talent around? Um, no actually surprisingly enough it's 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 pretty much the same team from last year uh, but boys definitely have pushed on like the likes of Leon Kobe and Caelan McCabe they were kind of only starting out their senior career last year but they've definitely the two boys have definitely cemented um, their spot in defence and they're, they're, they're there with Michal Gaffney so defence uh, definitely has strengthened this year and then as everyone knows Cavell Keoghan and Thomas Edward Dunahoe and Ben Connolly from last year were kind of the three of them were injured or in with the county at the start of the year, but then they're back now the last few weeks and they're flying. So, um, look, just hopefully everyone can knit together and play well as we did last year. Joined by Ballyhays goalkeeper Gary O'Rourke at the McAvoy's Super Value Intermediate Football Championship launch in Kingspan Breffney, getting that mouthful out. Um, Gary, last year beaten at the final hurdle, a uh, difficult one to take, I'm sure. Oh yeah, always. Any time you get bet in a in a final is a hard one to take. But look, we've 
say we've we felt a lot more defeats than we have victories. We know how to bounce back. We've we've done it before, and say full focus now is getting back to another final and hopefully going one step one step further this year. What was the general feeling after? Because in most people's books, you were going into that game as favourites. You, you had played pretty well throughout the championship. Um, had had a really good league campaign, albeit a shortened one. But was there was there a lot of soul searching done during the winter? Ah, look, says when you lose a final, there's always going to be a bit of that done. But you know, we kind of kept tight knit among ourselves the whole way up through the championship. You know, everyone else is talking outside about us and how we're going. We never let that in. We just keep the heads down, keep working, and you know we kind of it got us so far and fell one step short. But can we just back on the horse, go again? Look, I say myself personally, I kind of felt a bit like an outsider. Didn't wasn't really involved and it didn't play. So you know I kind of I can't really comment a huge pile on that. But I say we just got back back on the horse again as always and and go again. You've had a really difficult time through through injury. How how is the the injury? come on it was a big operation um how how was the whole journey of that how is it recovering from that um yes uh, that's operation last end of last year missed the whole club championship was tough obviously um a lot of a lot of hard work had to be put in behind closed doors and kind of myself but i was actually lucky kind of hollow was there as well can two of us were able to were able to crack away together and get a rehab done obviously then with with calvin and with andre quinn put in a huge pile of work with us and you know thankfully it's it seems to have paid off so far feeling good this year Got a couple of games under my belt with both um, with Bally Hayes and then back in, you know, with Cavan and feeling feeling good, feeling strong so so far. So hopefully keep it going for championship. Yeah, look looking back on it, once you got back in, you you were in on the Cavan senior squad. What was that experience like? Oh, it's great, great experience. Anytime you're in in with a county panel, you know, you get to represent your your county. It's a huge huge honour for yourself, you know, family club and the whole lot and. Look, it was, you know, overall, I think it was it was another good year for Cavan. You know, we came away with silverware, got a league title, which was our, our first aim. And then, you know, kind of after that, then championship, unlucky, could could have got a result against Donegal and, you know, got to a, got to another final and just unlucky again, unfortunately, not to come away with two trophies in one year, you know, which would have been a, a massive success. But, you know, overall, I think it was another enjoyable year with Cavan and another successful year when you look at it as a whole. Looking at Bally Hayes, any new players we need to be looking out for obviously Pork Moore is back and that's something everyone's talking about yeah obviously Pork Pork back this year has been a huge huge addition back into the fold and has been moving well as all the lads have we've um, obviously you know we've got did a, had a good enough league campaign got a good few wins under our belt and you know got working on a lot of things which is which is massive you know our focus going into the league was just to you know get working on things try and get everyone bedded in together you know a couple of new young lads coming into the fold as well and that was the the focus you know winning was was almost secondary to that and kind of just followed along with the hard work and you know thank god we have we've we've got both so far and we can hopefully follow it into championship well, there was a, a change in management. It wasn't a full change. Damien Keeney stepped up as manager. He was coach and selector last year. So that probably is the best possible outcome when there is a change of management that, that somebody from the previous regime is, is involved. Yeah, obviously, kind of Damien took, uh, took one step further and took the management role. And, you know, it was, it was good to have that kind of continuity. Um, you know, he kind of had a lot of his philosophies in place from coaching us for, for um, last year and kind of can follow those through now. You know himself and, and Kieran Owens are are working well together, and it's it seems to be working so far. Had worked in the league, so we'll see how it goes for championship. Looking at that league, you you mentioned finishing toward in the table in Division One. A lot of big scalps, a, a massive win over Crushalaw, who went on to to win the league title in the end. A big Titanic battle in the semi final, another high scoring affair. But the league really for an intermediate team, it couldn't have gone much better, could it? 
Oh well, so, uh, every time every time you go into a competition, you want to win it. You want a trophy at the end of it. So, so we were two two steps short. But um, no, you know, when you look you look back in it, you know it was it was a good league campaign for us. Um, you know we just wanted competitive football. You know, see where we are at with the top teams in Cavan, and you know as I said before, we were we were just trying to work on things and trying to trying to prepare ourselves for later on in the year. And you know we were we were lucky to to pick up wins along along with that and. You know, said so it was when you look back and it's saying years to come. You look, you know, just finishing third with a lot of top quality senior teams. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice achievement. Kind of looking back on it, but say full focus during it was just trying to was trying to win it, and now full focus is on championship, and we'll worry about where we finished after it. Looking at the championship, the intermediate is always a minefield. But who do you see as as the big contenders? Oh, see, it is it is a minefield. It's um, on their day. Anyone can beat anyone. We know we know all about that down through the years. You know we've gotten. You know we go in with with favorite tags at times, and we, teams are taking scalps and can easily pick up a win on their day. And um, if you're looking, there's there's serious quality in there. Obviously, Castlevan and Chercock coming down from senior. You know will fancy themselves. Want to go straight back up. Then you know coming winning a junior championship last year. We'll try and we'll try and keep that momentum going this year. And then obviously you know ourselves. Um, Collins, Bailey, have been knocking around for a while, and you know have been there, thereabouts without getting over the line. So there's, it's it's anyone's pick as to who's going to be there at the end. Yeah, he's looking forward to it though. Games in the middle of summer, in in you know, club venues, is there anything better than club championship? Oh no, just say that's what you're. You grow up, you know, playing with your club. That's what it's. That's what it's all about. Even you see, we've seen the the league semi final there a couple of weeks ago against Crystal Law up in Lavi. The place was absolutely full. It was bouncing. You know, good summer's day. That's that's what you dream about when you're when you're a kid, and that's that's what we want to do. And you know, we're lucky enough that we will get to do that for at least you know four four or five weeks, hopefully, and hopefully longer. Then, okay, um, on on Bill Torbett, very quickly, how do you see their championship going overall? I I don't have them making a quarter final. I don't. I don't either. No, I don't either. Right. I I think that if the if look the first the draw is so important. Like if they get off to. To a poor start against Valley Hayes, they've got to win at least two of their of their next three games, and like hard to win two games in this in this competition. So yeah, I I just I think the draw is going against them here. So no, I don't. I think they might just get squeezed out. But some of the Belthorpe ultras or one Belthorpe ultra in particular it messages us. He's not going to be happy with that. But yeah. listen, Belthorpe with a cause are are a dangerous animal, and we like to give them a cause every year. It's a- <laughs> Those boys don't believe in us, and by God, they'll they'll come out and prove us wrong. Um, Bally Hayes, where do you see it? Yeah, look, I think I think uh, I kind of ha- I kind of have a slight fancy for Casaran. And one day I think Casaran's going to win, and the next day I think no, they're not going to win. And you you hear stories; some lads aren't training that well, and. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about Castro in a minute, so not go on too much about them now. Yeah, I think Bally Hayes is. No, ah, geez. you haven't fully decided. Okay, we 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 we'll run. No, I don't think Bally Hayes. No, I I think Cuhollins. I'm gonna go Cuhollins. I think. Oh, jeepers! I think yeah. so. Yeah, it's from left field a little bit. Not very left field, but it's definitely. I I I'll decide by the end of the pod. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> live discussion here and and, and live decision making on on the We Are Cavan podcast. Okay. We're both going for a, a Ballyhays window um, at the weekend. Right, third game then of Saturday evening is, or sorry, fourth game of Saturday evening is Killing Care 
hosting uh, Bailiborough in Hugh O'Reilly Parker, not hosting them, but referee Oliver Og- O'Reilly is the referee for this one. How do you see it going? It's a local derby, this one. Bailiborough, I suppose, were, were the team that we were raving about last year. I think we, we kind of were in agreement that they were the third best team in, in the Intermediate Championship last year. Like I think yeah. they, were, they were ahead of Kilachandra who made a semi-final Um they were right up to they, they they probably should have beaten the bridge on Bally Hayes. I thought that a bad refereeing decision cost them against Bally Hayes. And first Bally Hayes showed great bottle to to close that game out. Yeah. But they were they were on top of that stage. Um and then that, that kind of just knocked the wind out of them and Bally Hayes closed it out. They should have beaten uh Butters Bridge, no doubt about that at all. Um that was a that was a criminal defeat because they were nine or ten points up coming to the near the, the finish line of that one. But definitely their form has deserved them in this league. I would have been expecting uh, Bailiborough to really kick on in this league now with a young, dynamic team with, with free takers, with big men in, in the right positions. They looked to, to tick an awful lot of boxes. Um, you know, they played in a, in a in the knockout stages in the last couple of years. I've had big wins, beat Tremaine a couple of years ago in the quarterfinal, which at the time was a, was an upset. Or sorry, in a, that was in a round four game. Um but they haven't they haven't kicked on like not this year not this year they weren't scoring very much tight enough at the back alright but they weren't scoring very much um, only won five games out of 13 in Division 2 and only had a couple of draws in there but that's disappointing so um, the problem here is that Killing Care's defence is just all at sea I don't know what is going on obviously they're playing at, at a higher level and that's going to stand to them to a certain degree but at the same time it can't be good for morale to be leaking so many scores like they're they're one of the leakiest defense. They are the leakiest defense, I think, in, in the county. Like I was actually looking at it to see had they conceded more than than Mahra, who are kind of generally always the bottom. And Mahra have conceded just about conceded more than Killing Care. Like that's that's a scandal, really. Like, mm. Killing Care, yeah. In ordinary years, you say, look, a player at the higher grade will will stand to them, and I I I, I still firmly believe it will. But I th- I think Killing Care don't appear to have learned in those games when they were conceding. Was it three goals against Lacken? Then it was four against Gowna and four against Kingscourt. You're kind of saying, hold on a second, these are only two weeks, you know, across the three games or four games that they were playing. They they didn't learn. They didn't make any adjustment to try to shore up that defence and. I can understand maybe as a manager you're saying, no, well look at that's not the way we're gonna play and we're gonna we're going to get better at man for man defending. But as you said, for morale it's a difficult one. And if they had taken those defeats, those last three defeats that they suffered, if they had taken those with breaks in between, if you know what I mean, so they had another game where they were competitive or another game where they won in between, it wouldn't be that significant to take that odd, you know, an odd hammering. You know, I seen it with Drummond in, in in 2006, where Division One football, you know, we took a hammer into Calvin Gales, but then we were competitive against Kingscourt two weeks later, or whatever way it was. So we we got them broken up a bit. I think the fact that those big big defeats came at the end of the league make it difficult for Killing Care to to turn momentum in their favour. Um, but having said that, if there's a game that they'll be motivated for, it's Bailiborough. That yeah. that is the local derby that. For for killing care, they want to get the better of Bailey Bar, and they've had 
the better of Baileyborough on a few occasions. I think to beat them last year in the championship, um, or was it the year before? They beat That's them. right. That's right. In Breffney, yeah. Yeah. So there were, there, like, Killingcare probably have had more of a positive um, journey over the last few years than, than Baileyborough have had, even though Baileyborough last year, for me, were the third best team and very, very close to, um, like, nothing really between them, Ballyhays and, and Butler's Bridge. So, um, but well, Baileyborough made a big mistake. They should never have let their management team go because there was clear progress happening there. It was it was working really well. Uh, James Lovett on, on coaching and Clark managing the team. Um, it just it, it it was it was working well. You could see the the constant progress over over the couple of years, and I think that that is something that then hasn't recovered or that Baileyborough haven't recovered from. Um, change of management again for the third team in this intermediate championship they've changed management mid-league um, and that's not that's not a healthy position to be in so I, I'm going to tip Killing Care to win this game um, and because of the bit of turmoil around Baileyborough I'm not going to tip them to make a quarter final and I'm going to give Killing Care the nod to make the quarter final they there's a big loss in Killing Care it's rumoured that Peter McCabe isn't going to be playing and that's a huge disadvantage. His pace puts every defence in the county at any level on the back foot because they know that that he is the fastest player in the county. So at that point, when you take that away, it puts more pressure on the shoulders of Emmett Fitzsimons to get get a lot of the scores. Now, Kia McGovern has come in and added to the attack, in fairness, for his first year at senior level. He's, he's, he's done very well. But, you know, Willie will he in his first year replace the likes of a Peter McCabe, I don't think he's it's going to be possible for him. So that's a big, big loss to to killing care. Looking at some of the personnel overall on the team, I don't think that they're as strong as they were maybe two years ago. I think there's a few players that have have um, either stepped away or, or 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 got injured that has maybe not been replaced by the same quality. So um, while I think killing care. Their Division One status will help them, and they they will just squeeze into a quarter final. Again, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be massively surprised if they didn't make a quarter final out of it either. But I'll tip them to win this weekend, and I'm going to tip Killing Care to make quarter final. Baileyborough are going to come up short. Well, I'm going to go with Baileyborough to win it. Um, I just think that that it's going to be hard for Killing Care to shore up that defence. Like they actually conceded more than double what Rammer conceded in the league. And it's it's too bad to be true, really. Um, I just don't think they can shore it up. Just one one comment you mentioned you mentioned Kia McGovern there, Damon. It just got me thinking uh, very quickly on a tangent. Uh, he has done. He has obviously done very well. He's a very talented young forward. But when you think back to that Cavan minor team who were beaten by Fermanagh by a point in the championship last year, the amount of lads of that team that are already making an impact in adult club football. And there was a good few of them weren't um, weren't uh, eligible to play adult club football yet because they're still minor this year gone by but you've Barry Donnelly there who's broken into that um, shit hot Arva forward line Owen Harton who's breaking into the Garner team in fairness he, he was off after 10 minutes yeah he went off injured he was the captain Keen McGovern with Killing Care Ryan Tobin with Mahra yeah. um, Finn Riley is is into the Lacken team Dara Madden is lighting it up with Garner and Dara Lovett lighting it up with Killigarry so uh, yeah. there's, we're probably there's probably doom and gloom around our, our minors losing to Fermanagh in that game but uh 
just yeah, it just wasn't it, that bad of a team. No, though. it wasn't a bad team. It wasn't a bad team, and you can see those lads are starting to come through now. So, um, in hindsight, they probably just had a bad day at the office that day because there was definitely quality there. But just wanted to make that point. Mm, yeah, it's a valid point. It's a, it's a very valid point because the like we all came with that game saying that that's just the weakest calf and minor team we've we've seen in a very very long time. But just they clearly had a very bad day at the office, and and mm. it didn't it didn't go well for them because there's definitely quality there. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you reckon? Killing Carter make a uh, or Bailibor make a quarter final? Have you either of them in? I have, I have Bailibor. Or quarter final spot. Yeah. Very good. We're different on quite a few here. Um okay, interesting. Okay, now we're on to Sunday afternoon, four PM in Emmett Park in Butler's Bridge. Templeport taking on Coot Hill. Referee is Brendan Sweeney. Uh Templeport promoted from Division Three with a perfect record. 15 wins in a row. Coot Hill relegated from Division 1 in massive transition. Um, no doubt in the quality that that's coming in Coot Hill, but it's going to take some time for them to get through, um, to get the experience that's necessary and get ready for adult football. So Templeport are probably just ahead of Coot Hill at, in terms of their, their development. Sorry, their their probably quite a bit ahead of the hill in terms of their, their age profile and development overall but I don't know, I was finding it hard to split these sides um, when, I, when I was looking at, at, at the predictions for the weekend I'm, I'm, and I'm still not comfortable enough to say who's going to win it It's interesting I I think Tampa Ford are a team that I read higher than you and they're like Shercock, you read Shercock higher than I read them, I, I really like this Tampa Ford team Um. And they, they they won Division Three as you would expect a strong intermediate team to do in that style, like winning fifteen games in a row. I know that they had a sticky game against Drummond in the final. I I understand that they went to the to the pub and Bally Mac after the game, and the cup was left lying on the table, and there was no mad celebrating after that game. The Templeport boys felt that that was almost like a loss because they very nearly lost that game, and it was a last minute block by Sean Dolan kept them mm-hmm. from losing that game against Drummond The Drummond got their tactics spot on that evening. So that was probably no harm for Templeport to get that bit of a kick in the arse coming into this. I like, I, I do it's like a, to look at this. It's a GA thing, isn't it? Ah, it is. <laughs> a bad it didn't go well. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But you know, I think I think in our sport, uh, <laughs> complacency is is just is the greatest enemy you can have. Like, I think, I think, I think it, teams... it, it and the media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The media. Well, the media taking as given. Like those bastards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here's a question for you. Someone asked it to me. Who who is uh give me the first name that comes to mind. Who is Templeport's best forward? Uh Owen Doonan for me. Ah, great shout. Yeah. No, it was a Templeport man said it to me and he was like first name that comes to mind. And I said McCaffrey. Possibly McCaffrey would be Yeah, sad. I thought Owen McCaffrey, but he was saying to me, Owen Doonan is criminally underrated. Oh, I, I don't think he's underrated. Jeez, I think he's class. Well, I think I I just think they've so many good forwards. Like Liam Galligan as well, there was a county underage player that maybe mm. maybe they get a lot of the limelight. But Owen Doonan's class, like he scored one six in that league final, and he's been scoring heavily all through this league. Yeah. Uh, Liam Galligan has had a few injury problems. Um, don't get me wrong, Owen McCaffrey's fantastic player as well. Yeah. Uh, bu- bundle of energy. Um, you've Connor Galligan there as well. Nisha McKenna, another very very accurate and talented player. So I I really like the look of this. This team, Dolan at fullback is is rock solid. Dolan Maguire is actually playing in goals now. Yeah. Joe, Kern, Joe Kernan was in that. So I don't think he's around now. So to put to put Dolan into goals, and I believe he has done well. 
Um, their halfback line is is exceptionally good as well. Like Dylan Raythorn, uh, Benjamin Kelly, and James Roden bombing forward. Like James Roden is a he's an eighteen minutes for a five k type of athlete. He's 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 just brilliant runner. Like and he'll get up and get scores, run all day. His pace, um, and obviously the. Dylan and, and Benjamin, like they're going to get forward and get scores. And behind them, I think Oren Duffy is very underrated. Like he's an exceptionally yeah. good defender. So I I really like to look at this Tampa Port team. I think they have momentum. Uh, they've got winning experience recently. I think they're going to go a long way. Um, I don't think they're going to win the championship, but I think if they can keep the team together, they could win the championship in the next couple of years. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Just to, to, to clarify, I know you say I've, I've, I underrate Tableport. I think on this occasion, it's that I, I rate Crude Hill higher than you rate them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I have, I have Crude Hill in a quarter final and I have Tableport in a quarter final. So I, I think that that's where I have both measured up that they'll make. I, and I do think I, I'd be fairly confident in saying that they both will make it, even though one of them is going to be on the back foot at the end of this weekend because of a, you know, well, you'd imagine a, a win for either puts the other on the back foot. But I just think there, there still is a lot of quality in this Coot Hill side. Like, and, and I, I agree with all your points on Templeport. There is a lot of quality there. And if Templeport were to beat a, a, a Ballyhays or a Shercock or, or Coo Hollands, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fall off my chair, but if Could Hill done it, I wouldn't fall off my chair either. You know, now yeah. I have a very solid chair here, so I'm not falling <laughs> off it often this week at all. But the the, the point being for me, Could Hill, if you take in the the love of my life, uh, Mister Sexton is on the inside line, Enda Hessen back in there, Shawnee O'Connor, Stevie O'Connor, John McCutcheon, and then the young quality coming through as well. Like Ben McGahan is a player that I, I obviously seen a lot of this year. I think he has a lot of a lot of potential. Granted, first year in senior, it's going to be difficult for him. But I think he's the he's the epitome of the crop of players that are coming through. Killian McGahan, another potentially good footballer there. Dermy Connolly of the Carneys. There's there's so many players in this Coot Hill side that I think at their best, Coot Hill at their absolute best with with what they have available now. I think are capable of winning the intermediate. Just I don't know that the league campaign was so disappointing for them. Um, now they they put in a credible performance and were very unlucky not to beat Lara. It took a last minute goal for them to to relegate uh, Coot Hill. But I think that for Coot Hill, they're a championship side, and on the day they can they can turn on the style. Um, Adrian Delaney there with, with his management team will will. Just have them humming along nicely. They're not going to panic too much. They'll they'll be calmly just calmly confidently saying, "Yeah, we we can we can take scalps here. We can make an impact on this championship." And that's why I'm still I'm actually going to call a draw between Templeport and Coot Hill this weekend. But I I pip both of them to I tip both of them to make the the quarterfinals. Okay, well I'm going to go with Templeport, and I don't have the the Celtics in the quarterfinals. More, okay. more uh, evidence of of my bias against them. You just were you hurt by somebody? <laughs> uh, did a female from Good Hill hurt you at one point? Did she dump you or something? And and, and you just can't, uh, yeah, don't, can't let don't, it go. Don't be assuming people's genders, Damien. <laughs> That's an awful trap to fall into. Okay, <laughs> final game of the weekend, and it's probably the biggest clash. Sorry, it is the biggest clash of the weekend last year. Uh, relegated from senior Castle Rahan 
uh, are taking on Coo Hollands on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock in Dolan Park in Virginia. Maggie Farley is the referee for this one. I'm going to let you start on this one because I think this is heavyweight. I think this is the, the drumlane v. Arva um, of, the, of the intermediate. Yeah, yeah. Well, first things first, I have to pull you up on something. Yeah, there's a scene in The Godfather where where Michael Corleone says, you have to answer for uh, for Sonny. It was, it, he says it to the guy that's married to, to his sister, Connie. And uh, you have to answer for Rona Flanagan, Damien. You, <laughs> you have spread a rumour in the pages of the Anglo said that Rona Flanagan's coming back for the Intermediate Championship. I got five texts about that in the last two days. Yeah, uh, all, all saying I'm wrong. All saying, where has this come out of? One of them actually came from a family member of Rona Flanagan's. <laughs> and, he, and he says, I'm not naming names, but it was Fergal. But, uh, <laughs> uh, there's people saying it's a wild rumour, not even a whisper of it. One man says to me, I wish it was true. So uh, yeah. your, your sources let you down on that one, I think. They did, they did. And, and actually, I think it was one of those cases where I heard it twice, but on reflection when I was told by a few people that it was wrong, I made the connection between the two people that I heard it from. So it was regurgitated and and I heard it back from the same source, essentially. So it doesn't sound like Rona Flanagan is back. Um, no. It doesn't sound like Sean Brady is back. Sean Brady's I'm, not back either, I don't think. And that was a big, that was a big talking point that Sean yeah. was going to be back. Um, Carol Cosgrove was away traveling and is, is just coming back. Ushin Kiernan has been on holidays. Now will be back for the weekend, I'm told, but has been away for a while. Now he's Ushin Kiernan, so he'll probably still turn up and, and boss the game. But they're all little indications that I'm kind of saying to myself, right, you know, our Castle Rahan, the Castle Rahan that we knew that, that was so strong at senior, that were probably the best team in the county over a, a nine-year period from, you know, 2011 to to, to 2020, you know. Mm. I, they're not that side anymore, unfortunately. It's a funny one because the decline came so quickly that it certainly makes me doubt um, if it's, a, it's really real, you know. It's like sort of too bad to be true type of situation. Like there, there was no indications of it whatsoever. Like the previous year they were beaten an extra time in a, in the semi-final by Chris Law who won it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a thing that you were seeing signs. There was no signs there really at all. There were their usual selves in the league going well. Um, obviously they lost Mackie and Flanagan and Sean Brady and that's three of the best players the club has ever had. Yeah. And to lose all of them in, in, a, in a short space of time was always going to have a knock-on effect no matter who you are. Um, but I still think, I still think they're a very strong outfit, and particularly uh, playing at intermediate level. If they're in senior, I I would not be saying they're going to go down. Put it like that. Um, now they're probably still depending on a lot of the old reliables, Ushin O'Connell obviously, um, and the Flanagan up front. They're very strong around the middle with David Ritt and Cormac Daly. Like that's, if you're going to a senior championship match with that midfield, I think you you'd be confident enough that you'd hold your own at least. Uh, yeah. If not. If not win the midfield battle. So at intermediate level, that's a, that's a very strong midfield, I think. Um, Keane McCabe is a player I like. I've liked him since he came on the scene. He's accurate and he's he's skillful and he can win the ball. And he, he they needed another forward and, and he is he has given them that. Sean Oak McGarty. They, they needed young talent to come into the team. When Don Kogan was the manager, he, he sort of had his set team and he didn't use a lot of players on the bench. And they, even if he was winning the championship and not putting on many subs and 
and uh, they probably didn't bring through as much talent as they needed to regenerate the team. Um, but Sean O'Vigarty is one player that they have brought through, and he's he's playing very well for them. Like he looks like a star in the making. Um, obviously, Ushin Kieran, you and Henry had a very strong league. I saw him a couple of times in the league. Saw him against Killing Care, and I think I saw him in another game. And and you and Henry stood out. Um, so yeah, Paul Cusick is playing well too. He's playing well as a sweeper. Uh, Paul McGarren's playing well. Cosgrove is exceptional. Like I thought, he was excellent the year that the last year that won the championship. And he had he had really developed into a, a, yeah into a leader of the team. Like he had a great game in the Ulster Club that year, if you remember. But right. I kind of thought he was a player that might push on to the county because he had played county minor on a very strong Cavan minor team. But he, he was he's been away traveling. If they can get a, everyone out, they're going to have a big say in this championship. Mm. I I agree. Like, and you're not even mentioning the back line where you've Fergal Riley and. And uh, Cooney and and O'Connell and like, I think and and uh, I think is injured or had an injury anyway. Okay, okay. You see, all of these little things are 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 are, are the little indicators for me that that I I tipped them in the paper as second favorite, uh, like that I think they'll make the final. And since the uh, that that article has come out. I've been hearing more and more information that's making me say, God, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced that they're that they're going to be second favourite because there wasn't a lot in my head between them, Shercock and Cuhullins. Um I think, you know, they're my four semi-finalists along with Bally Hayes. Um, so, and the, the more I'm hearing of it, I, I'm, I'm just not sure. The one thing I do know is Brian Dunne, who's a really, really good coach. He'll he'll have what he has available to him. If they're working hard enough, they will be they'll be playing well. But I think that you have some of the older guys have a huge amount of miles on the clock. And it's not it's not that they're it's because they're 30 or 31 or 32 or 33 years of age. It's because they've had prolonged seasons year in, year out for 10 years. And that's very at, at at a point. It's no different than a car. Mileage is mileage. It's it accumulates up, and and it's going to take its toll on your body. So the the cliff they fell off it last year, going down to intermediate. The immediate thought was, oh, they're going to be a very very strong intermediate team. But it it it's it's still yet to be proven. Are they going to be a very strong intermediate team? Are they going to come down and show that they don't belong in the intermediate? Um, I don't think they're going to find it as easy as they think. Again, that chair of mine is stable as hell. I wouldn't fall off it if they won it. But I think they're a little bit behind Bally Hayes. And I think they're probably on a par at the minute in my head with Shercock and, and Cuhullins. So that's why this weekend, that's a, that's a titanic clash. Like Cuhullins, <clears throat> we talk about injuries. Cuhullins had a, a an injury list as long as your arm throughout the championship or throughout the league this year. They never got everybody together at any period during the league, and still were within a point of um, of making a semi final. I think I'm right in saying. I think that they were they were pipped in the, by the defeat to Mullahorn in the final um, league game to make that semi final. So all that considered, they have now. Evan Dowhey back, Adam Riley, um, uh, Brian McGee, they've Torlock Farley playing really well in the full forward line. Connor Smith is back. Um, I think they 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 have enough about them. Niall Carlin is 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 playing out of his skin. I heard he played in the challenge match lately and and 
just boss the game. So, um, Cuhullins, I think, while maybe a lot of the attention has shifted towards Ballyhays and Castle Rahan, I think Cuhullins are in a nice position that nobody's really watching them. They're, they're way up there, a bit like Kingscourt. They're way up there at the end of the county that not a lot mm. of people know what's going on around them and, and they'll be just happy where they're at. Um, in, in terms of just keeping their cards close to their chest. So there's something quietly happening up around Mullet that, that has me raising my eyebrows and saying, what what is going on up there? Are are they on for a big, big onslaught onto this championship? Yeah, I, I think I agree with all that, yeah. I think they're very much under the radar and they'll be happy enough if they can get everyone back. If Evan Doughty's fit, that's going to be huge. I don't know, is he definitely going to be fit? Um. That's going to be huge because they had a challenge match last week for them anyway. I mean, he's 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 a gifted forward, like, and mm. he's kind of because he's gone off the county panel. He's kind of gone out of fashion. We don't talk about him as much on the podcast, or whatever. And but like, he's he's still one of the best forwards in the county. He's he's a fantastic player, like. like that goal so, that he meant down in leash was just. Let's not open that debate again. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I've, I'm finding it hard to, to, to split them. There's a lot of unpredictability about this this game. I think that uh, we just don't know exactly where Casaran are at. I'm taking it on faith that they're going to be very strong with their experience. And um, you know, there's a lot of lads there who've been to the well many times, and and uh, they generally have shown up and not let the side down when it comes to the crunch. Like they're a very mentally resilient team, and there's no reason to believe that they're just going to fold the tent now at intermediate level. I think they'll be very really up for this. Um, but Cullens are just a team full of latent potential, like, and they're looking through their team, like, they're, they're just full of young, exuberant, energetic players, like, who are fit and, and strong. Philip Smith, Niall Carlin, loads of players like that, and they have a nice coat of experience there as well, like, so I'm going to call a draw on this one. I'm going to very much sit in the fence on this one, and uh, we can make, we can pass judgment on these two teams after we see them Sunday evening. I'll be doing commentary on this one as well. Yeah, looking forward to that commentary on 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 We Are Cabin. I'm going to tip Cuhullins to get the win, um, in Virginia. I, I I think they might just sneak it, but um, there'll be nothing nothing between the sides if if Castle Rahan show up in even Castle Rahan at eighty percent of their their twenty twenty campaign, they're still, uh, you know, they're still going to probably get over the line against Cuhullins, I'd imagine. It's just are they are they at that level? Time time will tell. Where do you see the sides going? I have both in my final four, and initially I had Castle Rahan in the final, uh, top two, but I'm still questioning that in my head. Have you done both down for a final four? I haven't picked my semi finalists because I've picked my last eight, and I'm still I still don't know who who I'm going to tip to win it. I th- I'm going to tip Bally Hayes to win it. And I think for the final, for the final, Castle Rahan. And, and for the semi finals, I'm going to go Cuhullins and Tampa Port as the bolter. Cuhullins, so Castle Rahan for the final. Yeah, and Cuhullins and Tampa Port for, for, for the semi finals and Bally Hayes champions. Okay, you're really, really slapping the face of, uh, of Shercock, aren't you? Coming down from from senior, <laughs> I, can't, I cannot believe it. They'll not be talking to you for years to come. Jody Clark will give you no more milk, no more milk for Paul Patrick after that. Um, rightly so. Uh, yeah, look at I, 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 my 
So my quarter finalists are Cornafane, losing quarter finalists as I put them. The four teams: Templeport, Coot Hill, and Killing Care. My semi finalists that lose out, I'm going to go with Castle Rahan and Cuhullins, and losing finalist Shercock with Ballyhays winning it out. Um, that's 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 my call again. Oh. The draw the draw could score us completely, but. That's our job is to to put our necks on the line and 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 give the the potential call. So our thanks to uh, Gary O'Rourke and Dushin Kiernan. Don't forget if you want to check out the preview of the Michael Fitzpatrick Junior, um, Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship. It's over on Patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan. Uh, you can also check out the preview of the Ladies Football Championships, um, over there on Diehards on on Patreon, and delighted to announce that our uh, team of the week this week coming so we want to know your nominations for the Kiko Sports Team of the Week um, we'll be announcing that next week on either Tuesday or Wednesday and we also have a new competition this year brought to you by DT1 Sports where it's the top scorer of the week um, so we'll be counting up our fingers and our toes to see exactly who's finishing with the, with the highest score throughout all of the championship games at the weekend but we'll bring you more details of those over the weekend but delighted to have Kiko Sports and uh, DT1 Menswear on board with us for this coming championship Paul, thanks a million, are you looking forward to the weekend now? Can't wait then Nicely warmed up. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap. And Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah.